All right, welcome to this Faith Builders Church live stream. I am so glad that you've tuned in. I'm going to begin a, a new message, a series of messages called The Value of the Local Church. You know, throughout this entire pandemic, uh, we've had to rely, quite frankly, and many of you are continuing to rely on what you can get from the internet. But what I want to talk to you about is the purpose over the next few weeks of the local church and the assembling together and the importance of us as the church coming together. I also want to talk to you about structure of the church. You know, uh, there, there's a reason that we have a pastor or an evangelist or an apostle. You know, there's reasons for that. It's, it's a God of structure. It's a God of order. It's a God that wants to really bring leadership uh, to the body of Christ. And so as we kind of go through this together, I just really want you to kind of open your mind and really start to think about really what is the purpose of the church? Why does the church exist? Um, why do we have leadership in the church? You know, what does it mean when, you know, the Bible talks about leadership and how should we as, as, as people in the congregation, how should we respond to what the Word of God says about this? You know, some people would say that the Word of God is old-fashioned or, you know, it's outdated. But I'm here to tell you that the Word of God is alive and it is well. Um, and just because the times have changed doesn't mean that the Word of God needs to change. Doesn't mean that we have to adapt to uh, the culture uh, that's out there. You know, we have a lot of turmoil in the world, and yet we have the greatest force that you're going to discover, which is the power of the local church uh, to really turn the entire world uh, over to the, the finished work of Jesus Christ. You know, God knew before there was a before that we'd be in a situation where things might not be as expected. But he also knew that if he could establish his church and he could, he could get people to come to a church, fall within the structure of that church, find their place in that church, that he knew that through their faith in those works, the faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ, where there's nothing missing or broken in your life, he knew that through that he could actually establish his kingdom on the earth. As we continue to kind of go through the scriptures we're going to go through over the next several weeks, I really want you to look at really that purpose of the church. I want you to reframe the purpose of the church for many of you who are out there. I hear a lot of different things about how the internet is here and, you know, uh, we've got this age of media and so on and so forth. One of the things that I know about the age of media is, is that nobody out there knows who you are. Uh, they don't know who I am. They don't know what I'm going through. They don't know my struggles. They don't know what I'm facing in my life. But I can tell you this much. If you belong to the local assembly, you do have people that know who you are, know what you're going through, and can pray for you. You also have an incredible network of people that can equip you for the work of the ministry, equip you to go out and do what God has called you to do. There's a lot of zeal out there, but what I'm noticing that's missing or lacking is sometimes we, we have the zeal, but we don't have the know-how. Well, you've got to understand that there are, are pastors and, and, and different uh, kinds of uh, structured leadership, elders and so on and so forth, in the local assemblies that have really been you know, through the test, really been through the fire. And so they can be there to help keep you safe, keep other people safe as you're going out administering. 
and making sure that you know, you're ministering within the confines of the Word of God. Make sure that you're aware that, you know what, as you go out and minister, that not everybody's going to agree with what you've got to say. You've got to know that there are people out there that are going to try to mislead you. There's people out there that are going to try to do things to you that you wouldn't expect when you're going out in the name of the Lord. But of course, we do know that the Word of God is clear that we are going to experience you know, those kinds of tests, those kinds of trials in our lives. I want to read a passage of Scripture found in Matthew uh, chapter 16, verse 13 through 20. It says, When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say the Son of God is, or the Son of Man is? Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist. Some say Elijah, and others say Jeremiah or one of the other prophets. But then he asked them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. And here's Jesus's response to what Simon Peter had said. He said, Jesus, he said, you are blessed, Simon son of John, because my Father in heaven has revealed this to you. Revealed what? Revealed that Jesus was the Son of God. It says, he said, you did not learn this from any human being. Now I say to you that you are Peter, which means little rock, and upon this rock I will build my, my church. And all the powers of hell will not conquer it. Now, before I finish this, there's a difference between him talking to Peter and calling him the little rock and talking about, and upon this rock, I will build my church. The rock that Jesus is talking about is the revelation that Peter received when he said that surely you are the son of God. And Jesus responded with, upon that rock or that revelation, I will build my church and all the powers of hell will not conquer it or conquer the church. And I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth will be forbidden in heaven and whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned his disciples not to tell anyone he was the Messiah. It wasn't the time yet. But here's what I want you to begin to realize, is that when he says, I will build my church, he's talking about building a community. And he's not talking about earthly community here, because in the following scriptures, he goes into really what the kingdom is going to be. And what you got to understand is that church is the kingdom. And some people would say, well, no, he's just talking about the community and the highways and the byways. No, he's actually talking about the church. As we continue to go throughout the series, you're going to see this incredible distinction where different uh, apostles or different leaders or writers in the Word of God that are referencing a church in a specific place, a church you know that 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 is is there, and it's it's a facility that they're going to. It's a place that they're going to, and we'll get into all of that. But some people would say, well, no, the church is in the highways and the byways, going to all the world and preach the gospel of the good news of Jesus Christ. Well, what you're going to begin to understand as we go through this is you're going to need to be equipped to do that because I promise you, as much as there's a real God in heaven, there's a real devil that wants to destroy and undermine you and who you are in Jesus Christ. 
And we want to be here as your church. We want to be here as the structure, the godly structure that God puts in place so that we can equip you for that work of that ministry. So we can be the, the, the center that you can, you can operate from and you can begin to, to cast out from this place. <clears throat> but it's incredibly important that you understand there is a need for the church and that the community that is going to be built on the revelation that Jesus Christ is the Son of God is the kingdom. And I just want to read this again for you really quickly because it's imperative you get this one part before we really move on in this series. It says that you, it says, now that you say you are Peter, which means rock, and upon this rock or upon that revelation, I'll build my church, build my community, so that all the powers of hell can't conquer it. And I will give you those keys to where? The kingdom of heaven. Whatever you forbid on earth is going to be forbidden heaven. This is the level of the authority of the church based on the revelation that Peter discovered from the Father. And whatever you permit on earth will be permitted in heaven. Then he sternly warned those disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. We, of course, know that we want to go out now and tell people about the Messiah. But what you have to understand is, is once you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you get yourself plugged into the local assembly so that you can get you know, equipped so that you can build that community of the supernatural. That is the part that, that overrides the natural. And that's what he's talking about. You now have the keys through the church, which is the network in which the kingdom of God is going to spread all around the world. And it's going to be an equipping center for you. It's going to be a safety center for you. It's going to be a place that you're going to be able to come and worship in one accord with other brothers and sisters, where you're going to hear the word of God, where it's going to penetrate who you are for the glory, for the purposes of the glory of God, of building the kingdom kingdom of God. That is the key to this whole series here, and I hope you'll grab it by revelation. Because I'm not only talking about a global church, I'm talking about Faith Builders Church. I'm talking about the church down the street. I'm talking about this entire network of Christian churches that are linking together because of the same message or the same revelation that came to Peter that has now come to you and I. You see, Peter grew the church. Peter went out and ministered to people, and the church grew as a result of his preaching after he went out and was endued with power. I want to invite every one of you who's watching this, 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 this live stream to really grab a hold of what the Scripture is talking about. So many people are out there and say, well, you know, I go to church at... You know, online. I go to church over here, and it's not really a church. It's 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 a ministry, and I love ministry. I love people who are out there talking to the, about the gospel. But that is not the local church. You see, I want to establish so much value in you about the local church because you'll begin to recognize that this is really God's plan. It's not Pastor Paul's plan. It's not Pastor Barb's plan. It's not Bishop uh, Pruitt's plan. It is God's plan, and it is God's plan for us to get into that plan so that we can then establish the power of the kingdom of God 
through the structure of the church. Hallelujah. I want to read another scripture, and it's also found in Matthew, chapter 21, verse 12 through 15. What I want to do is just read this first part, and I want to pause. Jesus entered the temple. Where did he enter? He entered the church. He entered the temple and began to drive out all the people buying and selling animals for sacrifice. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves. He said to them, the scriptures declare, hear this, my temple or my church shall be called a house of prayer. But you have turned it into a den of thieves. The blind and the lame came to him in the church, in the temple, and he healed them. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law saw these wonderful miracles and heard even the children of the temple or the church shouting. It's, and they, they were shouting, praise God for the son of David. And so what you've got here is Jesus coming into the church and Jesus seeing what was happening in the church. It wasn't following the structure of the church. It wasn't following the leadership of the Lord. It wasn't set up as a place of worship. It wasn't set up as a place where people could, you know, receive the gospel or the word of God, I guess the law and where everything was. You always got to remember Jesus was in the middle between the law and grace. Hallelujah. But Jesus was disturbed by what he witnessed about what he called his house. And that this house should be a house of prayer. Well, it's not just for one to pray. It's for the community to pray, to come together to pray, and to pray for God's kingdom to come, his will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. It was to, to usher in the presence of Jesus and, and the promise of Jesus into the church. But yet here they were all preoccupied with many other things, all the things that were going on at the church that didn't have to do with the structure of the church or the intention of the church. And I just want to make sure everybody's grabbing a hold of this, that Jesus was a church guy. Jesus was a church person. You know, we talked about on, on the rock of who he is is what he's going to build his church on. And the gates of hell are not going to prevail against that thing. But he's also saying, you know what? It's time to clean the house. Hallelujah. Somebody say clean the house. Because we're not to be here to be in contention. We're not here to be lone rangers and going out and doing what we want to do. And without the authority of the church, and we're going to get into that. Some people get nervous about why do we need authority in the church? Well, I, I'm, I'm going to read those scriptures as we go along, but we need the authority of the church. Trust me, you need structure. Think about even when God made Adam. 
the first thing he did when he made Eve is he said, hey, Adam will be the husband of Eve. And there's a structure for the husbandship that that woman would be in submission to the man. That does not negate any of the qualities of a woman. But it does say that, listen, we have to have structure. You can see in heaven, God had structure in heaven. You know, there, there was uh, different levels of angels in heaven. You've got all kinds of things. Satan himself was the leader of all of the, the musicians. So you see this incredible structure throughout the entire word of God. And the church that Jesus is building is not an exception to that. You know, this isn't about lording over people. This isn't about telling people what to do. This isn't about, you know, you telling you what you can and can't do in your household. But it is about preaching the word of God. It is about a pastor who can look at someone that they know and say, you know what? I have a word for you. I hey, you know what? I, 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 I'm going to deliver a message this Sunday and I'd really like you to be there. You know, hold you accountable, hold your feet to that fire so that you can receive all the benefits of the local church and participate out of that into the kingdom this is powerful stuff this is stuff that will absolutely transform who you are into the image and the likeness of God because you're going to find out later as we go through this stuff that Jesus and the church are one let me say that again Jesus and the church are one if I'm in the church then I am one with Christ. I am becoming the body of Christ. I am being jointly fitted together into the local church for the purpose of my equipping, for the purpose of me being able to praise and worship, for a purpose of, of accountability, for the purpose of godly leadership over my life, and so that I can know the things that I need to know when I need to know them, and I know that, you know what, when, when times get tough, and times do get tough, you've got a local church that's there to pray for you. I mean, minister to you and your family. And really, that's what the kingdom is all about. I'm going to close with this scripture found in James 5, 13 through 16. It's, it talks about these hardships. Are any of you suffering hardships? You should pray. Are any of you happy? You should sing praises. Are any of you sick? You should call for the elders of the church to come and pray over you, anointing you with oil in the name of the Lord. Such a prayer offered in faith will heal the sick, and the Lord will make you well. And if you have committed any sins, you will be forgiven. It says to confess your sins to each other. Well, who is each other? It's people in the church. And pray for each other so that you may be healed. It says the earnest prayer of a righteous person has great power and produces wonderful results. And so no matter what you're facing, no matter what you're up against, no matter who becomes the president of the United States or doesn't, no matter what the economy does or doesn't, no matter what, you know, uh, any form of entities outside of ourselves do or don't, 
Praise the Lord, I can come back to my church. Praise the Lord, we, we are like-minded here. Praise the Lord, we are in one accord. Praise the Lord, I have the opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. I have the opportunity to minister to people. I have the opportunity in the church to do that. Because when I separate myself from the church, I'm really separating myself from the plan of the church, which I revealed to you in that first scripture that I read tonight. And when you separate yourself from the church, you become ineffective in ministry. Doesn't mean you can't get your, yourself right back in the local, local body of Christ again. You know, my wish for everybody is that they do get in the local assembly. They find their place. You know, they tithe their income, which is what the Bible says to do. Not tithe to this or that or the other. Listen, you don't know where that money's going. You don't know how those funds are being used. I, I'm all for giving uh, uh, offerings to those organizations. But listen, if the Bible says bring ye all the tithe into the storehouse, that means not your house, but in the kingdom of God, into the local church. In fact, I'd say that all the other ministries really come out of the local church. You know, if there's a minister out there talking to you and they're not directing you back to the local church, you really got to kind of step back and go, well, wait a second here. I can see that this is a ministry, but it's not a church. The question is, is who is that person accountable to? Are they accountable to someone? Do they have a pastor? Do they have a local church? Well, that's about as far as I'm going to get this evening. I did not get as far as I wanted to, but praise the Lord. I think you're really starting to understand where I'm coming from. And if you'll continue to tune in, you'll really begin to understand where we're going with this. Because it's not just about the structure and all this kind of stuff. It's about the kingdom of God. Well, it's time for me to close this uh, uh, tonight. Uh, I want to make sure that everybody who is watching has the opportunity to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and their Savior. Um, you know, many of us have made Him Savior, but have we made Him Lord? So this is your opportunity right here. We're going to say this prayer together. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, I come to you in Jesus' name. I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hey, if you receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, just put a little message down in the feed there and we'll get you some powerful information, get some people to reach out to you. Um, I want to personally invite you to Sunday service, uh, both 9 a.m. and 1030. Uh, God is on the move at Faith Builders Church. Uh, you can come right here and sit right in these seats. You're also welcome to do that online as well. All of our services are live streamed as well. But God bless you. Go in peace and serve the Lord.